Hello, this is Richard Joy, Executive Director of the Urban Land Institute, or ULI Toronto. Welcome to a special rebroadcast or repodcast of our PropTech interview series with Terry Olnick, co-chair of the ULI Membership Committee and Managing Director of Multiplex Canada. We are grateful for the sponsorship of Willow, a global technology company working within the real estate and infrastructure industry. Through its renowned digital twinning technology, Willow empowers asset owners and operators to make proactive, data-led decisions in real time and better manage risk. Originally aired this past summer and fall, we hope you enjoy these conversations as Terry unpacks trends, advancements, challenges and innovative solutions and technology in the real estate and development sector. Where have we been and where is technology taking us? How has COVID-19 shaped the prop tech landscape and why is having a digital strategy so important these days? We hope you enjoy. David Abrams is an entrepreneur with demonstrated success at creating, leading, and growing a successful marketing and communications agency. His passion for commercial real estate stems from extensive industry experience, working with building operators to connect with their tenants. David is most proud of his track record at building relationships with both colleagues and clients to find common purpose and deliver results. He is currently co-founder and CEO of Hilo Tenant Experience Network, a SaaS platform that powers building operators to attract tenants, boost revenues, and streamline operations by creating connected, engaged, and informed building communities. So let's start with this question, David. Um, what is the most groundbreaking advancement in the prop tech industry, in your opinion, at any point in history? Well, a, a good question to start with. I'm not sure I'll have the most uh, incredible answer for you, but I will say it is still early days. Uh, the disruption is really only just beginning. Uh, every major news source will continue to uh, push out to the marketplace that uh, there is still so much more to come. Mm -hmm. uh, despite the fact that there have been thousands of prop tech solutions emerging, billions of dollars being invested, uh, we are still at just the very beginning. And I think that we're going to see some incredible um, new uses of technology emerge. Um, but I don't know that I can pick one just yet. Um, and I think that we've got some very exciting times ahead. And I think um, COVID, as I'm sure we'll talk about, has certainly accelerated uh, the, uh, the way in which commercial real estate is looking at technology. Um, so I think we'll, you know, we'll check in again, maybe in six months or 12 months and maybe ask that question again. All right. Uh, another exploratory type question. Where'd you grow up? And what do you think you were gonna be when you grew up? Uh, grew up in Toronto, North Toronto, uh, and then spent most of my uh, sort of teenage life and, and adult life in Thornhill. Um, actually, a pre-COVID decision decided to move into the city, so uh, not probably the best decision, uh, best decision at the time, certainly a difficult thing to do, uh, sell a home and, and move during COVID, uh, but we did, and I'm now living in Leaside uh, and loving it. Um, began my career in financial accounting. Uh, and actually use that opportunity to really uh, snoop, uh, as I like to say. Uh, had an opportunity to um, really delve into uh, other businesses, um, understand how they operate, learned a ton, um, and saw really a, a lot that would help me to determine sort of what my trajectory might look like in the future. 
Um, so I would recommend to anyone who's thinking about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur or starting a business, um, that financial accounting background um, really opens up uh, a lot of doorways um, and certainly adds to your own bench strength uh, in terms of everything that's involved in, in starting a business. I ultimately joined a small marketing and communications agency uh, about four years into my accounting career and really just uh, had intended to, to join that company and help position them for sale. Uh, and some 25 years later, uh, I was still there. Uh, and that is really where I, I you know, had my first taste of commercial real estate. Uh, we discovered a niche, uh, pitched our first commercial real estate building, uh, and then went on to provide you know, tailored marketing services for the commercial real estate industry uh, for over 25 years and really developed a unique perspective and insight into the industry. So you were in marketing and communications. You started to understand the mindset of the clients. Was there a pivotal moment uh, that you can remember where you, you had a, you decided that there's a solution out there for these people and, and you're going to create it? Um, well, that would really be a, a, a huge fast forward. Um, you know, in 2013, um, the world was beginning to change within commercial real estate, primarily from a communications uh, perspective. And we found that buildings were generally um, more interested in, in the LEED certification program. Uh, so going more green, going more sustainable. The tenants within buildings were also equally um, as, as um, green conscious. Uh, and so our major form of communication at the time uh, was, believe it or not, was print. We had an amazing distribution system. We would print brochures and newsletters, uh, gift guides, postcards, and our, we, we would use the nighttime cleaning crew to desk drop that communication message uh, throughout the building. Um, and literally that, that way of connecting and communicating literally stopped overnight. Um, and around that same time, as I began to realize what was happening, I, I started to explore, well, what might a solution look like? And I wrote a strategy document uh, at that time for a communication, engagement, and loyalty platform delivered through your smartphone. Uh, everybody at the time was walking around with either a BlackBerry or an iPhone, uh, heads down, uh, focused on that little screen. Uh, and I thought, well, if they're as connected as they are to their device, uh, perhaps there's an opportunity for buildings to be more connected to them um, through a platform ultimately delivered through their smartphone. Um, so I like to say that Hilo was built from the inside out, or at least the idea of it. Um, it took us some time to really continue to flush out the idea. Uh, but it was certainly influenced by by all those years working within commercial real estate. So th that's sort of opened your eyes to to the need. So how was how was Hilo actually born, and what value solution does it bring to customers? Uh, well, I continued to first of all pitch the idea, and I'll just I'll just mention that of, of course I was an entrepreneur, you know, running a marketing communications agency, but certainly had never uh, run a startup or a technology company, and really had no idea what that looked like wasn't aware of what startups really meant, you know, technology, didn't understand SaaS, software as a service, um, hadn't heard of really Silicon Valley from the perspective of, of my own day-to-day -day involvement, didn't know about venture capital, accelerator programs. So I really had to go back um, and create, you know, a startup 101 program for myself, uh, which was probably one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my career. Um, and to that end, I kept pitching the idea uh, of Hilo to other real estate professionals. And, and really, I was waiting for someone to tell me it was a really bad idea and, and you know, move on or, or go back to the, to the communications company that I'd been running successfully for so many years um, and, and focus my attention there. But nobody did. Nobody told me it was a terrible idea. Um, so we kept at it. 
uh, I eventually uh, um, found a, a two co-founders actually, one on the technology side and one on the creative and branding side to partner with me. Um, we went out to market and raised a pre-seed round of investment uh, to help us build what is, you know, what ultimately was first launched. Um, we built it throughout 2018, uh, did a deep dive back into the market and really spoke again to customers and users as well as owners and property managers of commercial real estate to, to ensure that what I thought we should build was right. Um, so went through another validation process. Uh, ended up launching the end of 2018 through 2019. Uh, 11 buildings, uh, three neighborhoods, uh, two cities, Toronto and Ottawa, uh, nearly 2 million square feet and over 2,500 users in a very short period of time. Uh, it, was, it was very exciting. Uh, and uh, we really focused on the tenant. Um, and while we saw the space beginning to um, take root in terms of the notion of tenant experience, our focus was not just providing a solution for building operators and building managers, but also to be really in tune with what the customer wanted, what they needed, um, and really built a platform that ultimately would resonate uh, with the hearts and minds of consumers. So I'm going to ask a, a question. So I, I'm assuming most of your clients are commercial type tenants. Or, or, yeah. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, office and, and residential. Oh, so you do residential. We do as well. Yeah, we're starting to see a lot, a significant trend of, of uh, those who were once building the commercial space moving towards purpose-built rental. And, well, and how do you see that? How do you see your, your solution working there? Well, you know, I, I think the notion of work-live-play was born uh, pre-COVID, um, but I think we're going to continue to see that um, take all kinds of, of different shapes going forward. Um, I think we're going to see residential look a little more like where you work. I think we're going to see office look a little more like where you live. Um, and the play will be at both and in between. Um, so I think that there's going to be a lot of changes um, evolving uh, as commercial real estate operators respond uh, to uh, what we're currently living through. Uh, and I think that it is going to need um, new solutions in order to meet uh, the demands, in order to respond to what the customer needs and wants. Uh, it's a very exciting time. Are you are you going to be rolling it out in, in Canada only, or is this going to be an international product? Yeah, so we're we're currently focused on North America. Uh, as I say, we initially launched in uh, Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, we continue to market in Canada. Um, I will tell you uh, that uh, Canada does live up to its reputation uh, of still being a conservative uh, country. Um, and it's a relatively conservative industry. Commercial real estate is, you know, one of the largest asset classes in the world, um, but it is still conservative in nature. Um, and combine that with Canada, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. So we are getting uptake. I think the conversations are continuing to ramp up and evolve, um, but we're certainly um, gaining far more attraction and interest and activity uh, south of the border. Um, and uh, we're excited about that. Uh, we think there's going to be a lot of opportunity and, and ultimately we see our solution as a global solution um, because we're not selling building apps, because we are creating a network um, and not unlike Airbnb or Uber, if you want to connect to a short-term uh, rental, you'll go on Airbnb. If you want to connect to a driver, you'll go on Uber. If you want to be connected to your built community, we want you to, to go on to Hilo. Um, so, you know, certainly our focus is North America out of the gate. Um, but uh, the potential is much wider. Okay. So you're still expanding your product 
uh, to meet the, let's say, the unrecognized needs of your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. The beautiful thing about technology uh, is it's never finished. Um, and so we've got a product roadmap that, you know, stretches on a, you know, a monthly, quarterly, annual basis. Um, and we're very focused, again, on not just adding features for the sake of features. Um, the, you know, traditional software, when launched, does not try to do everything out of the gate. It tries to do one or two things really, really well, um, uh, penetrate that market, um, create adoption, create engagement, um, and then over time introduce uh, new um, ways in which you can surprise and delight your customer. And, and that is ultimately our viewpoint. And so there are many things that our, our solution can do and many things that it could do, but we're very careful and cautious to ensure that what we're bringing to market is going to resonate um, right out of the gate and is going to solve a problem and actually improve the lives of both our building operators and their tenants. So, so what key insights or benefits um, have you or your, your customers gained from implementing this technology? Any standouts come to mind? Well, I, I think the key is really the focus on the tenant um, and, and not just building software you know, for the sake of software. Um, what we've also done, uh, we did this pre-COVID and we look forward to doing it again as uh, buildings repopulate, is we would host a, a tenant experience workshop uh, where we would actually bring our users, the tenants, uh, together with building operators and owners and our team um, to really talk to them about the, the problem that they are facing, the problems that, they are, um, that they're looking for solutions for, and how we can make their workday or where they live easier and better. Uh, so I think, you know, from an insight perspective, uh, when we first launched this program, uh, it was interesting to find out that the, uh, one of the areas uh, of, of service delivery for our program is, is notifications, uh, communication, you know, providing tenants, residents with information that they need most and when they need it. And believe it or not, um, that was one of the most sought after and most utilized areas of our platform. And we were surprised that they in fact told us that, that they valued that most, not that we didn't think it was important, but we didn't know if they would think it is as important as we did. Um, they also, in terms of what would they chose or what they articulated they would like to see, is more ability to connect with each other. Um, so really building out our notion of community. So again, uh, where, whereas Hilo is not just a building app, but a network solution, our vision was always to treat buildings not as silos, but as part of a neighborhood and part of a city. And they really did embrace the notion of being able to connect with each other, um, share job and business opportunities, have social connection, create interest groups, um, really find ways in which to bring them together. And I think uh, certainly all of us uh, living through COVID have certainly recognized how important community is. Um, and I think that's gonna continue to be a dominant theme uh, within the tenant experience space and within commercial real estate going forward. Hmm. Fascinating. How do, you, how do you handle innovation? Um, from the perspective of uh, the roadmap, or what, what do you what do you mean in particular? Well, there you can look at it in many ways. Um, are you do you have a proactive uh, strategy for innovation? You have a roadmap you're following on. You know you're, you're going along trying to uh, improve your product, but then a great idea comes from a, a client. Does that interrupt your process? How do you how do you listen to those ideas? 
Yes, absolutely. So first of all, innovation for the sake of innovation is, is not really what it's all about. Um, so while we are internally on a daily basis thinking about where our product needs to go, again, we are very in tune with the needs of the commercial real estate industry and the customer. And so you're, you're absolutely right. As we engage with new customers, one of the things that we share with them, and, and it's certainly in, in the process of bringing them on board, is that we are going to continue to respond to their needs as well. Um, and if it means uh, taking a, a left turn on, on our own internal product roadmap uh, to meet their needs, then that's going to be uh, the action that we take. Um, we are also um, very um, uh, focused on, again, not necessarily building everything internally, but also tapping into this very rich and robust prop tech community. So we see Hilo as being the gateway, the connector between building operator and their customer, their tenant. We don't necessarily envision Hilo building out every possible prop tech solution that a building operator might need. And so we really are collaborating, not only with our building operator partners, but also with other prop tech solutions um, and embedding their technology and making it available through our platform. What we don't think is, is an optimal solution is that any building has five apps and four portals and three websites. And they tell their customers, you know, to use all of those in the course of their day. Um, so we're really looking at um, Hilo, not unlike um, Shopify in terms of what it's done for the retail commerce industry, where they've allowed developers to build other so technology solutions that are available on their platform. We're taking a similar approach where we see other prop tech service providers being able to offer their solutions and building operators literally being able to go into our back end and select what solutions, what offerings they need in order to deliver on the outcomes that they want for their building community. Has uh, COVID-19 changed or recalibrated Hilo's digital approach? Uh, well, it certainly did from a sales perspective. So again, we, we launched through 2019. Uh, the wind was in our sales coming into 2020. Uh, we had a lot of meetings, a lot of presentations, a lot of proposals and a lot of agreements waiting for signature. Uh, and then of course, March 13th, uh, literally over 48 hours uh, as commercial real estate went dark, uh, our entire um, funnel of new business went dark as well. Uh, so, you know, we really had to take some time and, and reflect on, you know, what did that mean? Um, did that strengthen our use case? Uh, we do believe it has. We do believe that the need for um, connected communities uh, throughout uh, commercial real estate has, has only become that much more important. Um, but it did take, you know, many months until the conversations were, were had began, began again. So, you know, in, in April and May, we thought we'd be back to work in July. In July, we were hoping for the fall. And I think in the fall, we now recognized uh, that, you know, 2021 would hopefully be a year in which we began to see building reentry and repopulation. But we knew that it was going to take quite some time. Um, so I am pleased that we were able to sign some new contracts coming out of 2020. Um, the conversations are happening in a more meaningful way now in early 2021. Um, certainly communication has become an imperative. It was always part of our platform, um, but we now recognize that people are going to be working from everywhere for a very long period of time. And, uh, you know, putting a poster up in the lobby or a digital screen in your elevator is not going to cut it uh, because a large number of your audience are just simply not there. Um, so having a, 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 a solution uh, such as Hilo that enables you to connect in real time, anywhere, it, you know, is it, going to be critical. 
Um, so, you know, we, we think definitely those conversations are going to continue uh, well into the future. What about your customers? Have you noticed any changes or trends in the adoption of technology since COVID? Um, you know, just again, um, uh, a greater eagerness uh, to have that conversation. Um, I think many are, are really looking at, you know, what does it mean for them? Um, is technology a fad or is it really going to help, you know, move their business? Um, certainly conversations often um, go down the path of, is this going to make more work um, for our limited resource teams? Um, how does it help them? Um, so a lot of conversation around efficiency, a lot of conversation around how we don't just simply license our software, but we actually support your team. Uh, we're very collaborative. Uh, we help not only in the onboarding process in terms of bringing your building onto our platform, but we help with the ongoing activation in your building within your community. Um, I think that technology solutions that just try to sell themselves in and, and, and the building operator, you know, has to run with it 100% independent. I think they're going to struggle. Um, I think solutions that recognize that it is a partnership, it is a collaboration, uh, I think are going to fare well. So, so help me understand then, beyond being a good communication tool that a building owner wants people to go to your platform instead of five others to use and get their information, what other advantages does your platform bring to the building owners? Well, again, I think that's driven by what are the outcomes the building operator is looking for. So, for example, if they're looking to um, add secure building access, touchless access into their building community, how do they do that and how do they deliver that to their customer? If they're looking for an improved visitor management process, uh, if they're looking for uh, more data on occupancy and traffic flow, if they're looking for, um, you know, to be able to provide information to their tenants about, you know, how various cleaning protocols um, and systems are being implemented to make sure they feel safe and secure. It's all of the above. Um, we're that tenant facing, that tenant connecting piece um, and really bring all of those um, solutions together in a beautiful, um, easy to use um, customer experience. And so again, it's not so much what you do, but it's how do you connect the two parties how do you connect that building uh, to all of their tenants and make sure that it's understandable accessible available um, and actually used again we're very focused on engagement um, it, you know the success of any system such as ours is not you know how many buildings we can sell um, or how fast we can onboard you but it's how best can we actually have your tenants use the platform how sticky it is how, how, do, how much do they love it? And that's what we're really focused on. So, you know, in your opinion, has digital and prop tech transformed the built environment in Toronto yet? Um, again, I, I, based on my earlier comment, I really do believe it's early days. It's just the beginning. Um, but it is interesting to note uh, that we're seeing innovation teams emerge um, within companies, particularly the large companies. Uh, we're seeing C-suite positions of leadership being filled with people with technology backgrounds. Uh, we're seeing significant investment um, in prop tech by various corporate and industry players. So, you know, a lot of the, um, the large commercial estate developers, owners, operators um, are, are not only investing directly, but they're creating investment vehicles to support uh, prop tech solutions. Um, and we're seeing an incredible amount of, of commercial real estate programming um, with conferences and webinars that include um, prop tech, you know, subject matter. So, 
you know, really dominating these conferences, dominating these newsletters, dominating these, these news sources. Um, so, you know, I think the trend is obvious. Um, and I think it will be just interesting to see, um, you know, the rate of acceleration, the rate of adoption, you know, over the next six, 12, 24 months. So let's fast forward. You've often said it's early days, but I'm sure you're a visionary. What is what is it? What does a building look like uh, as it relates to prop tech and digital five years from now? Well, I do think it's going to be a wild ride. Um, I think that uh, no building is going to be left behind. I think that it is going to become table stakes, uh, and therefore every building, no matter their size, no matter no matter their class, um, are going to be looking at um, you know technology, um, and uh, you know I think it's going to be a major facilitator of the changes that are going to come. I think that we are going through a period of, of reinvention. Uh, so there are going to be new ways to access and utilize space. Uh, there are going to be new amenities emerging. Um, I believe Oxford just um, uh, shared publicly that they've uh, built a new um, health uh, and well-being facility in one of their downtown Toronto complexes. So again, I think that uh, new amenities are going to emerge and, and the ways in which you engage your tenants uh, in those amenities are going to require a technology solution. Uh, there are going to be new ways to navigate in and through spaces, uh, you know, to control occupancy, uh, to control, you know, the way in which we use an elevator and so forth. Um, and I think that obviously the, the new theme of flexibility in commercial real estate, which is, you know, emerging at a very rapid pace, um, that's going to require um, technology to um, you know, to ultimately bring bring those solutions to market, um, tech-enabled buildings are going to be more common, uh, and and so again, I, I you know often I'll, I'll be asked you know we're a small building or I only have one building, that's not a reason why you shouldn't be considering you know how technology can improve your offering. Every building needs to be more competitive in the marketplace, and uh, technology can become an equalizer. To actually positioning all buildings, no matter what size or what class, um, as a as as a, a, a valuable partner in, in that ecosystem. So, where is all the data? Who owns it, and what are they doing with it? Uh, the data definitely is owned by our building partners. Um, I think Hilo has a unique opportunity to um, make more sense of their data and provide a more robust um, level of data. Again, because we're not just a building app provider where you have a separate app on a per building basis. And therefore you're really only able to um, aggregate the data from your building. We're able to only, not only provide building data specific um, to both a, a portfolio, uh, a building within a portfolio or a portfolio on behalf of an operator or manager. We're actually also able to prov provide more anecdotal data on a neighborhood or a city or on the entire network. And I think that data is gonna be hugely valuable uh, for helping to drive insight uh, that will ultimately improve efficiency, improve operations, um, and uh, again, help make the decision-making process more credible. Um, so we all have gut, you know, our gut feel, our, our gut thinking, and certainly, you know, the industry experts, you know, knowledge is power, so you can't discount that. Um, but I think we are driving towards more of a data, um, based decision-making uh, economy. And I think our system, again, because it 
consolidates, aggregates, aggregates and brings together uh, data uh, from other solutions that are embedded within our platform, um, I think that's going to be a huge driver uh, of, of, of creating a, a greater return on investment for, for property managers and owners. So, so having the benefit of being able to um, have all that data and gain the insight, what, what, uh, what behaviors and trends are you starting to recognize right now? Well, again, I think that, that goes back to the question of, of it being early days. So um, I think that building operators are really looking at certainly um, uh, data and insight that is going to help them respond to uh, reopening their buildings. So I would say that is probably the, their mo you know, what is top of mind. Um, how can solutions like ours um, and others, uh, and then ultimately the, the information that is gathered um, help bring people back to the built world. So particularly on the office side, um, I think making sure that people feel safe, secure, uh, that their well-being is, is taken care of, is more assured. Um, I think that's going to be what uh, building operators care most about. I think the communication piece is going to be critical. Uh, again, um, and uh, you know, just all things around uh, supporting people as they look to uh, the workplace. I think there's no question that they want to come back. Um, I think we we do have to remind them of the value and the benefit. And I think that some of the um, reimagination of the space itself will hopefully be a driver to bringing people back uh, more quickly. So, what would you say to the listeners about the importance of having a digital strategy for their business? Uh, I think that's a really great question. Um, and I think it speaks to the heart of really what we're doing. Um, the digital strategy or a digital strategy is not just another checkbox, like, you know, write, write, write a document and then it sits on some shelf somewhere. Um, it is really, really key. And the way we look at it is we don't think technology should be looked at just for technology's sake. Um, so instead, uh, you know, we really believe that you need to identify the outcomes that you're attempting to achieve the objectives that you're setting, and then find the technology solutions that are going to help you deliver on that. So, you know, when we talk to partners about tenant experience, if tenant experience is not a focus of theirs, they're likely not going to be that interested in our platform. Okay, so they need to be um, really committed to a particular outcome, like they want tenants to um, be able to have real-time communication and connection. Therefore, they might want to look at a tenant engagement platform like ours. Um, so don't look at it from the perspective of we're going to offer you real time notifications. Look at it from the perspective of we're going to make sure you can talk to us at any time. We're going to make sure that we are accessible to you at any time. Those are outcomes. Features and benefits are not going to be the driver of technology. Desired outcomes will. So we would really encourage building operators to spend a lot of time thinking strategically about the objectives and outcomes they're trying to achieve and then look for technology solutions solutions will, that will help them deliver on that. Um, outcomes will surprise and delight their customers uh, and then the right tech, tech solutions will ultimately help achieve their goals. Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, focus right now on, on the behavior of people. Um, what well, what about when it comes to a digital strategy? I think a lot of people overlook how important the, the gathering of data is and, and owning the data and what the data, they may not see it now, but what it could tell them in the future. Do you have those conversations about the importance of data with, with your clients? We do. And again, I think those continue to, to, to take root and emerge. 
Um, and and I, I think I, I didn't fully answer your earlier question about the data. The data really is owned by our partners. Uh, we don't use that data you know, to our own end. We really use that data to help power their decision-making process. Um, so I think that they, um, they're, they're all looking for ways in which to, to gather that data. Um, and one of our you know, future um, additions to our roadmap is particularly as we look to build a network and a platform that involves other prop tech solutions, is that how do we aggregate that data? How do we provide a dashboard back to our building partners that takes data from different solutions that are available on one platform such as Hilo, but consolidate it and make it really easy for them to interpret, understand, and take action from. Um, so I think to your point, the data is great and, and I think it's becoming more and more important, but if there are 15 data sources, it's gonna be really hard for building operators to make sense of that. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure as a, as a property owner or developer, you're overwhelmed with um, requests for meetings, demonstrations for all the different uh, technology and prop tech solutions out there, but you really need to make a decision and start gathering the data at some point and data that you've already gathered, you know, what tell you? And I think that might be and the information that they have that they can't see yet. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, I think in the early days when we first began pitching into commercial real estate, you know, we had the unique perspective of, of growing up within the commercial real estate industry. So while we, you know, developed a tech solution, uh, we were first real estate people and then, you know, created a tech platform. Uh, I think the commercial real estate industry is being bombarded by uh, various tech solutions. And in many cases, uh, by, by individuals that don't necessarily have the commercial estate experience and really understand the industry as fully as someone that has grown up in it. So I think that's also a unique opportunity as, as from a data perspective is to ensure that, um, you know, we, we are, we're creating a solution that is going to um, have, you know, meaningful value um, back to them and not just pitching them on another idea, another concept, another business, and leaving them later to try to figure out, okay, what do we do with this information? How is it useful? Um, and I think by creating that, that dashboard that I spoke of earlier, where we can actually help them to interpret, manage, um, and, and, and evaluate that data, I think that, that again is gonna be a, a perceived value that they can't necessarily get from all the, the disparate partners that are pitching into them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a, an undiscovered area that um, I, would, I would imagine a lot of developers haven't taken the time to really understand the opportunity in it. And I think those who will be successful in the prop tech space help them understand uh, what that data can actually reveal and, and, and help them predict the outcomes of, of behavior of, let's say, tenants in a building. Agreed. Agreed. So maybe uh, on to our final question here, what are your final thoughts on the opportunity for our industry uh, that we have right now to utilize digital technologies? Well, what, would you tell, what would you tell them? Well, um, I think for me, I mean, we, we can't help but talk about COVID and, and recognize that, you know, COVID from my perspective has been terrible. Um, personally and professionally, it's certainly been challenging. Uh, but that being said, I think we're now well beyond using COVID as an excuse. Um, so what would I tell them? I'd say now is the time uh, that we can start to think differently. Now is the time um, you know, to really move forward in our, in our thinking process. Um, so I, I sum that up by saying now is the time to create better, 
build better and be better. Um, so, you know, we can't wallow, we, we can't um, wish. And I think now is the time to figure out how we're gonna build our businesses, run our businesses um, in a world where COVID exists. It's not a post COVID conversation because COVID is likely just like SARS is likely gonna be with us for a very long time, but the world will return to some sense of normal. And I think that we need to be ready for that. Um, and I think technology can be a huge driver to enabling us um, to continue to live in a sustainable um, and better, healthier, happier way. Um, so it's certainly not easy to do, um, but I do believe that we can use technology to wow our customers. That opportunity is in front of us. Um, and uh, the other message that I've conveyed to clients that is starting to um, really um, gain some uptake is that now is the time to be on the offense. You know, we're, we're still in many cities, um, certainly in North America in, in, in a lockdown scenario. But now is the time to, to turn up and, and take an offensive position um, and plan and dig deep and make decisions and make commitments and prepare. Um, if we wait another three months or six months, um, I think we're gonna find that we really are behind the eight ball and then we're not in a position to respond and yet we have um, the demand. Um, mm -hmm. So my number one message would be, you know, be on the offense, um, develop a strategy, uh, that is focused on outcomes and not just because everybody else is doing it. Um, be careful, look at all that the, um, the industry is now offering um, and look at how you can bring partners together. Um, disparate solutions, you know, six apps, five websites, four portals is not gonna be a solution that your customers are gonna be happy with. They're not gonna tell you, um, they're not gonna give you the feedback that says you are surprising and delighting them each and every day. Um, so really focus in on what your customer needs and let them help drive your decision-making process. That's great advice, David. Thank you. And thanks for taking the time to have the interview with us today. Well, I really appreciated uh, the invitation, the opportunity. Um, I, I look forward to perhaps continuing the conversation. I think six months, 12 months from now, uh, you know, I think there's a lot that will still emerge and, and uh, I look forward to being a part of that conversation as we go forward. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to catching up with you um, in about a year's time and, and see how uh, this uh, reality that we're in and, and, and let's see how many people took your advice on being on the offense. That's, that was uh, a great way to end this off. So thank you very much and thank you from uh, ULI Toronto and joining us on our PropTech uh, webcast.